Hey, welcome to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for asking questions and interacting. Uh, Thank you so much for passing these podcasts on to your network, your sphere of influence, your friends, your family members, people that you think might benefit of this podcast, Keep Moving Forward, because it's all about living a life of perseverance. We all have setbacks obstacles in front of us, mountains to climb. I mean, boy, (laughs) you know the deal. And so we got to keep moving forward and dive into God's word that just empowers us and the power of Christ in us. And and so we just want to go there. So uh, thank you for just interacting, passing on the messages. And uh, if you can donate, thank you so much for those that are. Wow. I am just so grateful, so blessed by you. It keeps the podcast going. And so you can go to the website, uh, tomoleary.org, T-H-O-M-O-L-E-A-R-Y.org. I don't know why I say it that way. I just, I don't know, it spells out that way. Anyway, tomoleary.org, and there is a donate button. And so uh, if you can, that's just great uh, and uh, awesome. It's more than great. It's awesome. I'm really grateful. And if you already have, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, also, uh, this is funny. My wife uh, had been wanting to make sure that my podcast, the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary, could be found on her podcast app on her iPhone. And she found it this week and she's like, oh my goodness, I found it. There you are. (laughs) So we always send you to the website because that has all the messages. But know that you can use your iPhone podcast app and find the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary and you can listen to it that way. So uh, my wife, Sherry, wanted me to let all you listeners know it is there. It is available. So let's get into it today. Uh Stop worrying. That's what we're talking about. Stop worrying. There is this really, really funny uh, clip of the Bob Newhart show, old, old show that was going when I was a little boy, a kid. And there's this one clip and you can actually YouTube it if you put in Bob Newhart, stop, stop it. Bob Newhart, stop it. You'll find this YouTube clip. And it is hilarious. And basically, he's a psychologist, he's a counselor, and this woman comes into his office and she has these crazy problems, and his answer is, stop it! (laughs) Well, what do you mean? I mean, stop it! (laughs) Like, that's it? Yep, stop it! (laughs) You gotta see it to to know what it's at. But here's the question. It's easy to say, well, stop worrying, but then I would say, How? Okay, it sounds great. I mean, let's stop worrying. But how do I do that? Well, Jesus gave us the answer in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. It's really, you know, Jesus on worrying. Like, Jesus' thoughts on worrying. And how we can reach focus, that we can flip the script, that we can shift our our understanding. I think that's what Jesus was going after. And so in Matthew 6, 25, Jesus says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Okay, so there's a great opener. Do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body or what you'll wear. 
Is not life more than food and body more than clothes? Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow her away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Wow. Jesus is trying to let you know how valuable you are in the Father's eyes. God the Father. And and then verse 27, can you, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Okay, so Jesus is making these great comparisons, and then he goes on to make more comparisons with uh, the the flowers on the fields, and you know they're clothed in majesty, and you know even Solomon, who was the richest man in the history of mankind, didn't you know even wasn't adorned as great as the the hills with the flowers and and so Jesus is using these illustrations and we're going to break this down and take a look at it and we're going to get through to verse 34 and so what i've discovered here is that Jesus is helping us to understand why we don't have to worry that's really what he's going after and what i dug into is that There are some truths that Jesus is going to point out to us that we have to believe so we can stop worrying. So these are the I have to believe dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to give you five that Jesus talks about here in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. And if you can believe these things, it's going to empower you to stop worrying. So... Uh, number one, so we Jesus talked about the birds of the air, and he talked about the the flowers that that grow in the field, and and here's number one, what Jesus was trying to say is, I have to believe God cares about me. Now you personalize that. I'm talking God cares about you, but you have to believe it for yourself, and so you have to get that one down. Number one, I have to believe. God cares about me. That's what Jesus was trying to drive home. You know, he's saying, listen, the God the Father, he feeds the birds. He feeds the birds. And you're so much more valuable than birds. Isn't that good news today? <laughs> you are. And so he's going to make sure you're taken care of. Now, there's a scripture, 1 Peter 5, 7, that says, cast all your anxiety on him, God the Father, the Lord, because he cares for you. Cast all your anxiety on God because he cares for you. God the Father, he cares for you. He loves you so much. You are so valuable to him. You are the, as scripture says, the apple of his eye. You are his prized possession. So you have to believe that God cares about you. And you have to personalize that. I have to believe God cares about me. And when it says cast all your anxiety, that means your your worry, your fears, your doubts, your stress, all your anxiety. So it's talking about, you know, how to stop worrying. You cast it upon God and it's and because he cares for you. And so I, I get this picture when casting our our stuff, right, our our yucky stuff, onto God. And when I was a little boy, my dad would take me fishing uh, 
uh, on the Avila Pier in Avila Beach, California. And so we would have these fishing lines and there would be like three to four hooks on a line and the bait was fish guts. Isn't that interesting? Uh, fish eat fish guts. And so we would chop up the fish guts and we'd put it on the hooks, three or four on a line. And then we would cast under the pier because it had a weight on the end of the line and it would go under the pier and then you'd flip it up and zing, it goes out and goes into the ocean. And that imagery of you know, casting my fish guts into the the sea of forgiveness, the ocean of mercy. Uh, you know, God, I am taking all my yucky stuff like fish guts, my anxiety, my worry, my fears, you know, my bad thoughts, and I'm casting it into your ocean of mercy. <clears throat> That's what God wants us to do. And so, We have to believe, though, that God cares about us. So that's number one. I have to believe God cares about me. Okay, number two is based on verse 27 in Matthew 6, where Jesus says, Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> like, do you, Jesus is saying, do you really think you're going to add to your life by worrying? Do you think you're going to live longer by worrying? And so, you know, number two is, I have to believe worrying does not help. <laughs> That's what Jesus was saying. I have to believe worrying does not help. You know, what could add to your life? Think of it that way. What are, you know, we could think, you know, all the good things that could add to our life. When you pray, that adds great things to your life, peace to your life. You know, when you uh, meditate on God's word, that that's going to build you up. When you uh, meet with other believers and encourage one another, you know, that's going to build you, that's going to add to your life. What doesn't add to your life is worrying. And you got to believe that, but I'll be honest, I think many of us don't believe it. You know, we, we, it's the, it's the idea of pacing, you know, like you're worrying, you have this anxiety, you're stressed, and you start pacing back and forth, back and forth. I remember one time I was in my office and I was worrying about something and I'm pacing back and forth, back and forth. And, and I kind of got this God nudge of like, you know, how far do you think that's going to take you? And it's like about 12 feet across the floor and back again. It's not going to take me very far. You know, and so, so our pacing, we think I am accomplishing something. I'm getting something done. I am worrying and I am pacing and I am making progress. Now, you're not. It's, you know, this is what Jesus is talking about. Worrying does not help. And so it sounds so simple, but you got to believe it. It's, that's going to empower you to go, okay, I could stop worrying. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, I'm going to read verse 31 to 32. So Jesus goes on and says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Verse 32, for the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. Here's number three that we have to believe. We have to believe 
My Father knows exactly what I need. You have to believe that. I have to believe that. You have to believe that. I have to believe my Father knows exactly what I need. And, you know, Jesus is pointing out people chase after all kinds of things. And it really ends up nowhere. It, it leaves them spiritually bankrupt and 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 they're chasing it and chasing it and uh, you know the American dream or whatever. And I, I get it. You know we we work hard and we we reap what we sow and that's all really good and it's God's blessing. It's God's blessing. But when we worry about it, when we get so stressed about it, that's not God's will. And so what we have to understand as is that the Father already knows what you need. You and you have to believe that and personalize it. My father knows exactly what I need. And and you know what we can get into? I know I can get into this is is the if only with God. <laughs> you know what that is? The if only. God, if only I had this, I'd be happy. God, if only this particular situation would cor- get corrected, I'd have a perfect life, which is uh, is laughable, you know, but, but we can go there, right? And we can do that with God. And what we have to land on is, you know what? He already knows exactly what I need. He cares about me. I'm valuable to him. He loves me. And so I can rest in that, that he knows what I need. And so sometimes we think, God, I really need this. And he's like, well... I know what you need. (laughs) And we have to trust that with all our heart. And so number three, I have to believe my father knows exactly what I need. Okay, two more. Here we go. Verse 33 goes on to say, so here's the big answer that Jesus gets. Here's kind of like the the punchline of Matthew 6, 25 to 34 to stop worrying. So verse 33, here's the the big answer, the big punchline. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Okay, number four is I have to believe making God's kingdom my first priority is the best thing I can do. I know that's a long one, but it really is the point. Okay, let me say it again. I have to believe... Making God's kingdom my first priority is the best thing I can do. Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and righteousness. And if you're seeking his kingdom, uh, it goes hand in hand. You'll be seeking his righteousness. If you're seeking his righteousness, it goes hand in hand. You'll be seeking his kingdom. And God's kingdom is his rule, his reign here on earth. His, his power, his presence here on earth. And so that's his kingdom. The things that God is about, God's agenda on the earth to, uh, you know, help the poor, to heal the sick, to, to save, uh, everyone's soul, right? Uh, you know, God's, God's power, God's presence, God's healing, God's deliverance, uh, all those things uh, to set people free and to bring them truly salvation. God's rule, God's reign here on the earth. That's God's kingdom. And so Jesus is saying, making God's kingdom your first priority is the best thing you can do. 
because what happens is he's going to then give you all the things that you need. He's going to add everything, all these things back to you when we get our priorities right. So, okay, I want to challenge you. Make a priority list. It could be a list of 10 or or five or, hey, start with a top three, right? And what would be your priorities? Now, if you're married, uh, your spouse would certainly be or should be on that list. If you have kids or grandkids, I'm sure that would be on your list. Um, you know, you could... Uh, have your your uh, work the the you know what you've been made to do and you're good at it and your livelihood and uh, certainly that would be a, a priority that you're working hard and trying to be the best you can be and and there's other things your health you know we could make a, a really good list here but here's my challenge what if number one was God's kingdom because what'll happen is the trickle down effect. I'm telling you right now, it's the trickle down effect. If you put God's kingdom number one on your priority list that you're going to write out, that, that influences, that empowers number two, that may be your spouse or number three, that may be your children or grandchildren or number four, that may be your, your work, your profession. It's going to make you better. It's going to empower you. You're going to be at the top of your game because you're prioritizing according to God's ways, God's system, if you will, the way he set it up. And so it's getting your priorities right. And what Jesus is saying is, you know what? You can stop worrying by just making God's kingdom first. Seek first his kingdom and righteousness and you know, everything's going to be added to you. You're going to make it. So that's what we have to do. Jesus gives us the big answer. So that leads to the last one, number five. And that gets us to our final verse, verse 34 of Matthew 6, where then Jesus says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has trouble of its own. <laughs> I wonder if Jesus was kind of smirking when he said that at the end. You know, uh, hey, tomorrow, you know, is going to be there. Um, you know, you don't need to worry about tomorrow. Let, let it worry about itself. That, that seemed to be kind of humorous to me. And then, but you know what? Today's got some challenges. So guess what? Focus on today. So here's number five. I have to believe worrying about the future is meaningless. That's what Jesus was saying. It, it's it, again, it's meaningless. You don't need to worry about the future. It, you know, it, it'll it'll come. It'll get here. Uh, but live for today. M- make make today great. Do the best today. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm a future guy. I'm I'm a futuristic guy. In fact, I just took this personal uh, personality test and a gift assessment and and uh, character traits and all this. And it, I, I was talking about it a couple podcasts ago. And, you know, when you do this, it, it gives you five uh, characteristics and you're like one in 33 million that would have the exact same 
uh, list in the exact same order. So it's really, really specific to you. Well, one of mine was futuristic. One of my top five, meaning I, I think about vision. I think about where are we headed? Where are we going? Uh, you know, let's, let's get a plan. Let's do this thing and, and, and cast that vision and, and know where we are going, you know, uh, hard on this thing. And so thinking about the future is okay and better than okay when it's it's vision driven what jesus was saying don't worry about it don't worry about the future and so we just have to understand that we live for today and we make today and handle the issues of today and the the problems of today and and as jesus said the troubles of today yeah we we just handle it one on one but don't get lost in worrying about the future because you know what? Tomorrow will come. I'm reminded of the uh, Broadway play and movie Annie. The sun will come out tomorrow. You can bet your bottom do- Yeah, okay, I'll stop. That's a little bit over the top. But <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Well, it's what Annie was saying. You know what? Tomorrow is going to come out. Tomorrow. To- okay, I'm just going to stop right there. But get the point. <laughs> Live for today. Make it great tomorrow's going to come. It'll come to, you know, it'll be here tomorrow. And that's how it works. So don't worry about tomorrow. So, okay, we got a recap here. Woo, man, we did it. There's five things you got to believe to stop worrying. Okay. So we all want to go there, right? We we don't want to worry anymore. We want to stop worrying. And Jesus tells us how to stop worrying in Matthew 6, verse 25 through 34. And so here's the five things that you and I have to believe. Now personalize this, okay? These are the five things that you and I have to believe to stop worrying. Number one, I have to believe God cares about me. I have to believe God cares about me. Just get that one just so deep in your heart. Like really receive that one. I have to believe God cares about me. Number two, I have to believe Worrying does not help. You just got to just settle that issue right there. Number two, I have to believe worrying does not help. Number three, I have to believe my father knows exactly what I need. My father knows exactly what I need. Number four, I have to believe making God's kingdom my first priority is the best thing I can do. You got to land that airplane. You got to really, really embrace that. And remember, it's the trickle effect. You, you get God in number one priority in, on your list. He's at number one. It, it empowers you and everything flows down from there, affecting for the good your other priorities, be it relationships, be it uh, work and finances and all that. So we just got to get the right priority list. And last one, number five, I have to believe worrying about the future is meaningless. It's just, I, that you might as well not put any energy whatsoever in worrying about the future. Just make today great. Now you can dream about the future. You can cast vision for the future. Just don't worry about the future. So there we go. We did it. We're going to stop worrying based on the the words of Jesus in Matthew 6, being powered by 
by God's Holy Spirit. And so I want to pray for you right now. Father in heaven, thank you for each person listening to this podcast. I pray that you'd encourage them. I pray you'd take the heaviness off. I pray that they would be able to smile and laugh and and uh, be freed up to not worry, Lord, that you would empower them. Lord, let them uh, receive these five truths based on Matthew 6 and the words of Jesus and that they would really believe them so that they would be empowered to stop worrying. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them, be the lifter of their head, empower them today, fill them afresh with your Holy Spirit, bless them in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Wow, well, I hope you're encouraged. I hope that that's going to really help you to stop worrying because, well, we all struggle with it. And guess what? You know, next week, something might happen where you're starting to worry. Well, come back to these five things. Come back to Matthew 6, 24 to 35 and just, you know, read over it again and uh, and go back to these five things that I have to believe. And, it, you know, a month from now, something's probably going to pop up. And so it goes. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Thanks so much for uh, passing these messages along. Uh, Thank you so much. If you're able to donate, again, you can go to the website, tomoleary.org, and there's a donate button. I'm so, so grateful. And hey, never forget, never, never, never. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I'm for you. God bless.